the Pure Jamie Milne Podcast, where we have a dream to create a community full of happy, healthy, and knowledgeable people who create global positive change through sharing their journey. Tune in, saddle up, and listen in. Be inspired. He aha te mea nui o te ao. He tangata. What is the most important thing in the world? It is the people. It is the people. It is the people. Ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Milne here, the Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. And what is a very, very cool and exciting podcast. Today's podcast is proudly sponsored by ARB Maruchidor, leaders in adventure and four-wheel driving and BR solicitors in Budrum on the Sunshine Coast. It is about the people, the people, the people. And that is the best way to sum up what was the world record setting 100 kilometer ultra marathon with 40 pounds on my back as part of the Wairua World Record Warrior 12 month campaign. If you're following any of our social media silos, you would have seen not that long ago, I set a new world record. And as I mentioned at the start with the Maori proverb or what we call a whakatoki, it it was about the people. It was about the people from the get-go, from the absolute start. And it makes me think and urge other people, if you're going to go big and you're going to do something massive in your life, whether it's your personal life or your business or you know, athletically, anything. It is about the people. It is about the collaboration and integration, support and nurturing that we get from others so that we can bring out the best in ourselves. And this was no exception. Um, Ultra marathon running always reminds me of, you know, the fact that, it, that it's a, a power, powerful metaphor for life. There are so many similarities. And when I think about the event itself and how that compares to life, like anything, it always starts off really well. We look good. We feel good. You know, some of our friends are there and, you know, everyone's looking sharp and fresh and rearing to go and we're all excited and then it begins. And... I remember at the start piecing this together and chatting to the race directors, Megan and Brett Stranding of Run Queensland, and that man was was more excited than I think anyone was that I had ever spoken to. The, he was so rapt that we were holding this world record and going to set this world record at, um, at his particular event, at, at our local event, and his enthusiasm was beyond infectious. He, you know, was so focused on it, so pumped, so excitable. And he rang me one day and he said, well, I think when the, when the light bulb really went off for Brett, he rang me and he said, fuck, I was out feeding the chooks this morning with, um, with Megan 
and uh, we had some chook feed and we were like dragging this bag of chicken feed around and then they both looked down and we were like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's fucking 20 kilos. That's what Jamie's carrying around the course. And then the realisation um, happened that 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 was, in fact, what I was going to be lugging around the course. So even from the get-go, you know, I had Run Queensland's absolute support, uh, our sponsors, ARB Maruchidor, be our solicitors, Condolilla Restaurant, Tailwind, Mizuno. Like there was a there was a posse of people supporting the vision and and the world record attempt um, for Dementia Australia. So, like to to share a little bit about about the world record itself. There's a famous Albert Einstein quote, and Al, Albert Einstein one of his many, many cool insights and quotes, he said that he had an absolute contempt for authority. And so he became one. And that is a good summary of my relationship with the endurance world and with running. I never really conformed to the status quo. I I often compared myself to a watered-down Arthur Lydiard. And if anybody knows who Arthur Lydiard is, go and do some some research. He trained a lot of world champions, uh, runners, Olympic, Commonwealth Games, athletes, uh, I think Peter Snell, John Walker. Uh, and he came from New Zealand. He was, he was in Auckland. Um, I think there's the Lydiard Foundation now. But he was... He was an outlier. He was lateral. He was outside the square. He was doing things that nobody else was doing back in the 60s and 70s. And I, and I have taken a very similar approach with my running. I had contempt for the status quo. And I thought, this doesn't make sense. You know, I wrote a book, 12 Weeks to an Ultra Marathon, which is available on Kindle or um, online or a hard copy. And I was certain you could run an ultra marathon with only 20 kilometers of running each week. Uh, and the research that I'd done over the years, and bearing in mind I wrote this book about 12 years ago, that you could forego the volume and replace the volume in your training with high intensity training because they, they both elicited similar um adaptations so you could if you didn't have all the time and you couldn't be out on the on the road and on the trails for hours and hours and hours and hours you could substitute that volume with high intensity training um so that's the approach i took with the pack i i followed a uh, a program that is utilized for the special air service to get people ready for um, selection and I altered it gave it a little bit of my own uh, stardust and, and off I went so turning up the dial on on intensity and decreasing the dial on um, the long game on the endurance game and so that is how I approached getting ready for this world record it took 10 weeks and you know the proof the proof was in the pudding i will go as far to say you know consistency compounds so if you're thinking of doing something i think done is better than perfect 
Um, you know, nothing wrong with a sloppy first copy. Like if you get up and you and you're meant to do two hours of training or an hour of training or half an hour of training and you can't get that all done in its entirety, that a little bit of something is better than a fucking shitload of nothing. And so I followed that narrative for my preparation. I I couldn't help but think, you know, or just a little bit of something's better than a shitload of nothing and, and done is better than perfect. So this 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 approach, this narrative and knowing that consistency will compound is how I is how I prepped. So I didn't necessarily do all the training sessions completely, but I kept ticking the boxes on the daily, if that makes sense. And even when I went overseas to the UK and Europe, I ensured that I maintained that consistency. Um, And I would recommend the same and urge others to consider that when they're training. The event itself, again, it was about the people. The Blackwall 100 is the most incredible, professional, personable, culturally aware event I have ever participated in. And bearing in mind, my frame of reference for ultra marathons is large. I've been doing them for over two decades all around the world. And um, the Black Hole 100 is is the duck's nuts. That's the, that's, that is my frame of reference for other events now because it... Just brilliant from medical support to the culture to the environment. Um, it really is a credit to Brett and Megan and Gavin and the team at Run Queensland, the Sunshine Coast running community, Southeast Queensland running community. It's just amazing. So the people were incredible. How did I approach the event itself? Lots of nasal breathing to keep my heart rate down to manage my business, to manage my shit, Um, was the start, nutrition, tailwind, I love my tailwind, so it was tailwind and real food, Um, look, the ultra marathon game, and especially when you got 20 kilos on your back, is a dichotomy, I mean, I'm not going to get into too much psychobabble, the, the world, the universe is full of dichotomies and a dichotomy by definition is a, is a contrast. They are po- there are polar opposites everywhere. So you think of yin and yang, dark and light, positive, negative, masculine, feminine, feminine, um, you know, I could go up, I could go on and on and on, you know, up and down, stuff like that. So dichotomies are everywhere. And the ultra marathon and being a metaphor for life there is a lot of fucking pain. There is a lot of pain, both psychologically and physiologically. And that is part of the allure. But on the other side of pain and on the other side of challenge and adversity is the dichotomy, is opportunity, is reward, is new life. You know, pain is the fucking universe's way of letting you know that it loves you. So you got to hate something to love it, and you got to love it to hate it. And the Black Hole 100 was a very powerful dichotomy for me. There were moments where, you know, I was I was really really elated. There was ecstasy. I was wrapped. It was like all the people and the people like at the aid stations, the competitors, like 
I was made to feel really, really important and and that I had inspired people and this pleasure and opportunity and um, experience was just wonderful. It was absolutely beautiful. So in amongst all the pain, all the, the sadness, the soreness and what have you, there was there was this real pleasure. There was this feeling of new life. It was it was absolutely incredible. In terms of psychological tools and processes, it, it now sits as the most difficult thing I've ever done. Like I, I like I I'd done some dumb shit in my time, but this one, this one was the fucking dumbest. Um, in terms of. <laughs> Like, great idea to start with, but turned out to be a fucking, uh, like an enormous challenge. So, yeah, it takes, it takes the pedestal and, uh, and I took the pit. <laughs> I got slammed into the ground. It was so challenging. Uh, I used every single mental resource I had, both intrinsic, meaning from within, and extrinsic, meaning from without, different types of motivation. I sang. I used mental rehearsal. I used visualization. I used disassociation tools, like literally staring at things so my peripheral vision would go murky so I could disassociate from the pain. I used affirmations I affirmed to myself that I was a world-class ultra marathon runner I I used my footsteps as rhythm so when my left foot went down on the ground I would say I when my right foot hit the ground I'd say am when my left foot hit the ground again I'd say strong and I'd use my feet as a tempo as a cadence and I'd go from I love you, I am strong, I am relentless. And so things like that to affirm what I was what I was doing. Um, music, you know, one minute I was listening to Neil Young and weeping and then the next minute I had Charlotte DeWitt on, you know, the techno champion, like the list goes on. I used everything and anything I possibly could to get the best result and I just kept pulling the resources and tools out of my, you know, toolbox. And at the end of the day, we were... You know, fortunately, with the with the collaboration and integration of everyone's support, I was fortunate enough to to set this world record. So amazing! He tangata, he tangata, he tangata. It's about the people, the people, the people. And getting this world record, you know, it re- it it helps us to bring more awareness and more funds to Dementia Australia, and even, you know, to consider most people I talk to about dementia, they think it's just something that we get when we, when we, when we age, you know, this is our organic, don't panic, it's organic, um, you know, lot in life, but in reality, that's not the case, there are kids that get dementia, there are young adults that get dementia, there are elite athletes that get dementia, there's an all black currently suing the all blacks, or an ex all black I should say, who believes his dementia was brought on because of the head clashes and the contact of being a, um, being, being a forward for the all blacks. So, you know, doing these world records and things brings an enormous amount of awareness and a spotlight into the area which is dementia. Um, 
very excited to be having a crack at the eight-hour double-under record, world record, on the 2nd of December. So I highly encourage you to keep your eyes out on that. That's at Biwa State High School, 7 a.m. till 3 p.m., 28,000 double-unders. Here we come. Um, that's on the 2nd of December. And big news in the pipeline for the Wairua Spirit campaign and uh, 2023. So please tune in with, and uh, with that because there's some uh, yeah there's some amazing stuff coming in the pipeline. But I thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions whatsoever, if you are interested in the world of mental performance of uh, the endurance sports or what it takes to do the impossible and the unthinkable because, you know, world records, there's only one person that can have them and that's um, their world records for a reason. So if you're interested in attacking the impossible or doing the unthinkable or really stretching your levels of complacency, then please reach out. I'd love to have a chat and I'd love to answer any questions. But thank you for taking the time to tune in today. I hope you've enjoyed Enjoyed this little insight into setting the 100km world record and uh, I wish you all the best. He tangata, he tangata, he tangata. It is always about the people, the people, the people. Na mihi nui. With thanks, Jamie. The Pure Jamie Milne Podcast. Podcast.